stuff. Welcome to episode number nine of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Thrilled that you're with me here today. I'm your host, Mike Mason. We've got a jam-packed, great show for you today. We have Vared on the show. Vared was one of the very first people that I reached out to when I started the podcast. And she was one of the very first to say, okay, I'll take a chance on this. I'll check this out. We listen to a lot of Vared's music in the car, and my kids really, really love it. And Vared is an incredibly talented songwriter. Also want to say that we have Paging Dr. Eric and the debut of a new segment called The Way It Was with Uncle D. We'll have Horsin' Around with my friend Ava and a very special shout-out to the 100th person who liked the Good Stuff Kids podcast on Facebook. Wendy, you are terrific! Want to thank everyone who subscribed to the podcast on iTunes. Want to please ask you to rate and comment. It means a lot, and I think it helps the rankings. I don't know. That's what they tell me. If you have any questions for Dr. Eric, or if you have any thoughts for me, or if you have anything that you want to say to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, please don't hesitate. Send us an email, goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Today, I was with my daughter. We, we, our whole family was together, actually. We were all together. We were at like a little carnival, and um, we knew a lot of people there, and my kids were being a little... A little wild as usual, nothing out of the ordinary, except for um, my daughter, my middle daughter, when she gets very, very tired and overwhelmed and hungry, she uh, has a tendency to like want to want to put things in her mouth. And we call that getting licky. And so we uh, we were talking to some talking to some friends and my middle daughter went over to my youngest daughter and tried to like lick her arm. And of course, the baby came over and said, she tried to lick me. I don't want her to lick me. And we said, oh, she's just being licky. And the people that we were talking to were looking at us like we were completely, completely nuts. So good stuff, nation. Good stuff, posse. I know that there have been times when you've been trying to explain your kid's behavior to other people and it just made no sense and you could not believe what came out of your mouth. So please help me feel like I'm not alone. Share your story with me. What is your equivalent of telling someone that your daughter got licky? Please, please help me. Goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear the songs Don't Leave Me and Gotta Go by Vared in their entirety. You may be wondering why we call the segment Horsin' Around when we talk to kids. Well, the reason it's called Horsin' Around is the very first time it was on the show. It was me, my daughter, and my son talking about horses. And I thought... Horsin' Around is a pretty cool name for a segment. It's not your typical kind of horsing around where people are getting a little bit rough with each other, but it's talking about things that kids like. Hope you enjoy my talk with Ava today. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you at the end of the show. Four, 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 four plus one. It's four plus one, and you know what that means. The top four most requested songs of my Toyota Sienna and one song that I try to get my kids to love and listen to. Coming in at number four this week is The Laundry by Charlotte Diamond. Every parent will relate to this. It's about that laundry that piles up and piles up and piles up and what that does to the fragile psyche of a parent. There's a monster that lives in my back room and never ever goes away. It's the laundry, the laundry. 
coming in at number three is Googly Eyes by Casper Baby Pants. This is not Casper Baby Pants' first time showing up on the four plus one charts. This song is legitimately good. Legitimately, legitimately good. You belong everywhere. So cheer up and smile, smile, smile. Oh, googly eyes, don't look so surprised. I will put you on stuff. Number two is Molly Joe by Johnny Bragar. Johnny Bragar will be appearing on the show in just a few weeks, and here's a taste of some of his music. My daughter loves this one. Hey, Molly Joe. Why did you go? I've been wondering about you. We used to play almost every day. And number one, I'm not going to say a word about it. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. Plus one this week is Turnip's Big Move by the Grey Boy All-Stars. It's almost summertime, and that means everything has got to be funky. Spotify playlist on www.goodstuffpod.com. If you like what you heard, you can find all of this great music on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. Support these artists, except for maybe the Frozen soundtrack. I think they're probably doing okay. Good stuff. Uncle D to the Good Stuff Kids podcast for the very first time. Um, how are you, Uncle D? I'm doing pretty well. I'm just happy to be be on the, a part of the Good Stuff Kids network. <laughs> it's not a network yet, but hopefully someday. Hopefully you'll have your own spinoff show called Walking with Uncle D. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so you, you're 10 years younger than me, right? That's correct. You're my little brother. That's also correct. You just got married. Yep. You have no kids. Zero kids. You live in Chicago. I do. In, a, okay. in an 800 square foot apartment. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Now, so our segment is going to be called The Way It Was with Uncle D. And what we're going to do is we're going to go sort of like segment by segment through your day through your friday night your saturday and your sunday and we're going to compare our activities what you're going to do 
and what I'm going to do with my uh, three kids under the age of six and a half. Okay. Sounds okay. Good? Let's that start sounds with, good. Let's start with wake up on Saturday morning. What time are you waking up? Uh, I'll probably wake up at like eight, eight thirty. But hold on, I made a huge mistake. Let's start with Friday after work. What do you oh. do Friday after work? Friday after work, I'm probably gonna come home, play some NBA 2K, <laughs> maybe go out to dinner, or potentially watch Star Wars for the fourth time. I don't know. Oh, would you like to know what I'm going to do Friday night? Sure, yeah, I'd be okay. very interested. Okay, I'm going to uh, pick up my daughters at um, preschool, and then I'm going to drive home in traffic for about 45 minutes. Then uh, we're going to scramble to get dinner on the table. <laughs> then there's going to be at least two spills. And yeah. then there's going to be some arguments about what kids need to do in terms of cleaning up after dinner. Then we'll get some peace and we'll, we'll put a... Uh, We'll put the oldest on his Kindle Fire, and the youngest will. She's really into Diego. Have you ever watched Diego? Go Diego. <laughs> not not go. yet. Oh man, is it? Is that Dora? Oh, God, it's Dora's cousin. Like if you don't, <laughs> I don't have time for these shenanigans. If you don't know Diego, I don't have time for you. And then uh, we'll start putting kids to bed at around six forty-five, and then by eight o'clock, it'll be time to clean up the kitchen. That sounds really fun. <laughs> Okay, let's uh let's go to Saturday morning. Um what time are you going to wake up? Probably like 8 8:30. Drink uh I'll make about a full cup of or full uh thing of coffee for myself. Drink <laughs> it as fast as possible. Watch Shark Tank. <laughs> Think about my inventions. Uh-huh. Uh work out and then I don't know, I was talking about going golfing with my friend Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you about my Saturday morning? Sure, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so wake up will probably be sometime between 6 and 6.30. Um, I won't uh, set an alarm. I won't need to because the uh, my six-and-a-half-year-old, your, your niece and nephew, six-and-a-half-year-old and four-and-a-half-year-old will inevitably come into bed. And uh, I can tell you that I can sleep through a lot of things. But one yeah. thing I can't sleep through is getting kicked in the <laughs> that is not the best way to wake up. That but is, is that appropriate for the Good Stuff Kids pod? Well, I think we're gonna we're pushing the boundaries here, but I think uh, that's one of the um, that's how I wake up about four days a week. So uh, then, yeah. then I'll go downstairs and we'll you know we, we'll watch some something or other. Then at about seven forty-five, start making breakfast. And the best part about making breakfast on Saturday mornings is mm -hmm. that they'll ask the kids what they want like French toast or pancakes, and then you'll make it, and the kitchen will be a mess, and they won't eat it. So that's pretty cool. Then that I'll, sounds really fun. <laughs> then I'll make um, some coffee, and I'll never finish a cup of coffee, ever. And then uh, the one cool thing I get to do Saturday, uh, this is all cool, obviously, but the one really cool thing is I get to coach my son's basketball team. That's cool. Yeah. Have you ever coached uh, six and a half year olds playing basketball? I am not. No, I haven't had the pleasure. So would you say that like a fundamental part, you, you played a lot of sports in your day. Would you say a fundamental part of basketball is passing? Yeah. Well, you got to pass the ball. Mm -mm. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then what will you do Saturday afternoon and evening? I don't know. I don't, I have no plans. I can do whatever I want. Oh, let's be nice. And then, uh, and then 
Will you will you have some beers? I might have some some uh, some adult sodas. You know, <laughs> adult sodas do sound tasty. Okay, so take me through your Sunday. Oh, I I probably will go play tennis with Dad. So wait, you're you're saying you're gonna you're gonna go play tennis with uh, the the OG good stuff. <laughs> with OG with, with Grandpa good stuff. <laughs> You can play a little tennis, huh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> When's the last time you played tennis? Ten years ago. <laughs> the Grandpa Good stuff retired and decided he wants to become a pro in tennis. Uh, okay, so maybe play a little tennis and then and then what? I don't know. No plans. <laughs> so you're telling me you don't have any laundry to do. You don't have any lunches to make. You don't have to figure oh, out. I'll do, you... some la- I'll do some oh, laundry. You'll do some laundry. So Carly is your wife. <laughs> Carly is my wife. Yeah. Other- otherwise known as Auntie Good Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Uncle D, I hope you have a terrible weekend. And, <laughs> and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Good stuff. We'd like to welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, the amazingly talented Vered. Vered, how are you today? Great. Awesome. Well, it is it is awesome to talk to you. We we don't know each other. We should probably put that out there right away. But um, I contacted you because I love your music. And more importantly, my kids love your music. And I, I thought it would be really cool to talk to you a little bit about your music. So let's start with where where are you located? I'm in Brooklyn in New York City. Brooklyn, I've heard of it. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a small town, huh? Yeah, <laughs> tiny. <laughs> um, so my kids love your song, Don't Leave Me. Um, it's it's been and it's really nice for me to listen to in the car as well. Um, the way that I measure this is like if my daughter, my baby daughter, asks for it like four times in a row, then it's got to be good. So you definitely are mm-hmm. are in that in that realm. Um, so I was, I was I, just tell me a little bit about the song. Like there's some like what I would call like electro touches in it. Um, mm-hmm. And like, t- tell me a little bit about what inspired you to write that particular one. Um, okay. So it, lyrically, um, the song is, was both inspired by my experience with my baby, my first baby at the time, but also by my studies in psychology that were happening congruously. Um, so, I was studying clinical psychology, and the program was uh, especially focused on attachment theory, which talks about what makes for a secure bond with your baby, uh, which is things like attunement, um, repetition, consistency. Um, and at the same time, I had an eight-month-old that I was going home and singing with and to while I was studying. And we we're studying this thing called rapprochement in psychological language, which <laughs> is the exact thing that I'm talking about in that song, which is the, the baby at different ages, they do this, but they go off and then they come back and they touch home base, right? So we are home base. Mm-hmm. And the more consistent we are, the better of a home base we are. If we're a moving base, that's a little scary for a child. Or if we're a base that's not predictable emotionally, maybe, um, or in a thousand other ways, we can be unpredictable. But if we are a base that they can count on, then they feel confident enough to go out. And so that's called rapprochement. And the song, 
um, I think I was watching my, my child who wanted me to be there, wanted to know he's got this home base, but also really wanted to go off on his own, even in the smallest sense of using his spoon by himself and not having me go, don't make a mess. You know, and right. going, screw that. I'm going to make a mess. <laughs> yeah, messes are good. Um, yeah. it, it almost seems so. Uh, we also love the song Gotta Go. Mm. Um, is there like sort of a corollary between those two in terms of like, you know, a kid trying to find independence? And, you know, that song's amazing. Like my, my daughters were singing that in the car today. And, you know, you're singing really, really fast. And it's incredibly catchy. Um, <laughs> is it the same sort of theory behind it? Yes. Definitely. The difference is that for so far with my kids' albums, they've been one album per child. So <laughs> that first album was written sort of about and with my first, and the second was written, written about and with my second. And I don't, my theory, um, just working with kids so much, I think there's a big difference between the firstborn and the secondborn. And the secondborn tends to be a little bit more independent more kind of creatively driven and just um, like just little wildcrackers kind of. And so that's my, the second one is, gotta go now, I'm going to move. He, that's why he was just on the move pretty much <laughs> from the second he came out of the belly. So yes, he looked for the home base, but it's a little bit different. And that song, it's kind of like, you can come along if you're going to sing, great, it's going to be fine. But you know what? I don't need you. I am on the move. Yeah. And with the first one, I felt a lot more of this push and pull. And I still do. Even at seven, he'll oh. make, make sure a lot more that his home base is there. Whereas yeah. the second one is kind of off and running. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the third one at some point, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting you said you wrote them for and with. Can, what, what do you mean by with? Mm. Um, the way I write... And the way I've always written, I did grown-up stuff before this, is um, I ha I'm writing, I have to be in the moment. I have to be writing. It can't be like, I have an idea for a song, and then three days later I write about that idea. I'm very much doing it in real time. So, like, those heavier songs, let's say, uh, One Day, One Day I'll Look Back. So I was having a nostalgic moment while my child is there. Um, and then there's, of course, more interactive songs like Bike Ride, where I'm actually writing them with them, or bath time because I needed a song to accompany us to bath time. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them are, are like little ditties that, that, and I teach this in my class, that parents are, a lot of parents are constantly doing these little ditties. And I say to them, yes, do this. The, turn those into your, your repertoire with your kids. There's no difference between... You, their songs and my songs, except for I've got an artist ego, and I go, I'm going to record this and put it out there to the world. But um, they were all just born out of little, yeah, little ditties that I wrote with them. Cool. I would love to hear a little bit about your, you know, you talked a little bit about your writing process, but what one thing that I loved as a, as a fellow musician when I listened to your music is it's like, it is both simple and sophisticated at the same time. And I think that whoever is, you know, playing the horns for you and, and, and doing that kind of thing is they have an amazing touch to, mm -hmm. to really not dominate the song, but to enhance it in, in a way that doesn't always work. But with your music, I find it to be like, so, um, so complimentary. So can you just say a couple words about who you yeah. work with and how that goes? Yeah. 
um, the, I work with amazing musicians, and um, the guys that play in a band with me, Matt Hildenberg and Rob Jost, are guys that I actually met at NYU, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> they were in the jazz department, and at the time I was wanting to sing standards and go out and do like coffee shop things, and um, slowly we... Eventually, I started writing my own songs, and they came on and off throughout the years and were playing in a band with me. Um, and then I guess it was four, three or four years ago that I called those two. I didn't know how I wanted the band to be, if it was going to be a five-piece band, a four-piece, but in the end, we actually settled on, I have a three-piece band, so it's me and the two guys, and we're sort of like, it's very doo-woppy. You can probably hear it in, in the albums, yeah, but yeah. the way the live show is, so one of them plays trumpet, one plays French horn, they do percussion, you know, I'm on guitar, and we do a lot of harmonies. So that's kind of our live sound. And in the album, yeah, they're they're just, they're amazing musicians, um, Those so starting with those two. And then I've got, in the second album, Hello My Baby, I worked with Dean Jones, who is a Grammy-winning producer and has produced a lot of kids' albums cool. that I love. Um, and he's wonderful. He just has a great touch with with a variety of instruments. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the first album, I worked with um, John Sampson, who I know from music therapy school. Mm -hmm. And he also is a genius musician. So I'm just very lucky to work with all these amazing people. Um, and then paired with that is my... I'm going to say attention to detail in an ice wave um, <laughs> as far as mixing it and uh -huh. where things are because I I am very adamant about making a sound that is going to be friendly to little ears and yeah. also to the grown-up ears and I that's why I really want to bring the vocals to the forefront right and I want the instrumentation there but but everything that's driving it for me is vocals and harmony mm -hmm. and then everything else is just there to to enhance it. Yeah, but it's. I think you you got it. I think you. If that's what you're going for, that's what I hear. So, mm -hmm. um, well done, well done. <laughs> um, it's it's great, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, so tell me a little bit about music therapy and, and if that has any role in helping your your music creation. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I studied music therapy. Um, kind of. Uh, well, at the time, I was trying to be a rock star. <laughs> as I was doing, I mean, you know, who music. isn't, right? Who, who didn't? Who didn't? <laughs> yeah. um, and I was recording albums with kids, helping them doing songwriting and then recording their, their music. And so I went to study music therapy and worked with a bunch of different populations, psychiatric, adults, um, addiction, kids. And um, I think it, it comes into my music now, well, there's kind of two facets to what I do. One is the albums and one is the workshops. Uh -huh. They're both they're both very much uh, kind of married in the sense that I'm my mission is to bring parents together with their babies. I mean to help them understand their baby, to connect, help them connect to their baby, to give them songs they're gonna sing with them, but also give parents songs that help them understand their own experience and what's going on in their family. Um, and that's what I do in the workshops too, just in a much more uh, 
uh, more of it, more ways, right? It's not just through uh -huh. the music that they're listening to, but I can talk to them. We can, they can tell me what's going on. We can sing about it. We, we have a lot of instruments. There's a lot more we can do. And those things do come from music therapy tools. Yeah. Um, interesting that you said, uh, talking with parents or about their experience. Cause I think my two favorite songs of yours are mm -hmm. the ones that I think speak directly to parents. The first one is, uh, at 63. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other, which I, um, I have to admit, got me a little choked up when I heard it, which is, uh, something other than a mom. So, you know, obviously I changed the word for me, mom mm -hmm. to dad. And it's just, uh, mm -hmm. I, I appreciate your honesty in that in those songs especially um for parents and and i think that you know it's it's something that a lot of parents feel and it's uh it, it's amazing to have um a voice for those feelings so thank you for that um and i was uh you know so and I, i'm gonna sort of you know that's that's heavy right like that that's big stuff big emotional yeah. stuff yeah um, thanks for saying that yeah of course um and it's very brave of you, I think, to to do that. So, but I want to sort of turn that on its head a little bit and ask you if there's been, uh, as your kids have gotten older, any updates on if you're having more time to rest or having mm -hmm. more time to pursue what you want to be pursuing and, and doing what you do. Mm. Well, I, my littlest is a year and a half, so I'm so, still in so it. So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still deep in it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, at the same time, I'm I'm terrified of her growing up because then what am I going to write about? I right. mean, like I said, like my my most productive songwriting times at the moment are seven thirty a.m. to nine a.m. because right. that's when she allows me to sit with her. She walks around playing. I sit with my guitar, and we kind of coexist in this place. Every now and then, she'll come over. She'll sit on me. She'll strum a few chords. She'll like laugh and whatever she'll and then she'll go off and play with her thing and I'll write about either what we're doing or how I feel or how she's might be feeling yeah. um so they are my muse so as much as it's difficult for me I I also want them to be in this place right. and I think one of the biggest themes that's happening for me right now is just time passing so fast and so tragically yeah it's, as hard uh, as it is. To as be hard honest. as it is. Right. So I, I think that like when, I think we're around the same age. So when you're 63 and, and we're 63, let's have family meet up. I don't know where in the Bahamas and let's be like, oh, this is awesome. Yes. So, so thanks for putting voice to, to those feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, um, what's, what's coming up for you? How can people find you? Are you touring at all? Are you playing the summer? Those kinds of things. Um, I do have some shows. They're mostly, actually, solely in Brooklyn. Uh -huh. um, I might be playing on the Jersey Shore this summer. Um, so those are some summer shows. They can see it on my website at okay. Baby in Tune. So it's like to tune into your baby, babyintune.com. Baby in Tune. Great. Yeah. And um, what else? What's happening? Well, I, I'm doing the classes and, and just writing i'm writing writing i'm trying to keep myself to a pace of writing one song a week which great hasn't been easy i've had a lot of ideas a week but not uh -huh. full-blown <laughs> songs so now i'm just making myself do it even if i think it's crap fair enough uh very cool so um you you know we talked a little bit before we we started doing this um that you and i we're, we're in the three club meaning you have three kids i have three kids so um 
as an experienced parent of three, what is uh, some advice you want to share with uh, the Good Stuff listeners? Um, uh, any advice that you wish that you had known? Okay. One piece of advice um, is, is to go on date night at six, not so, at eight. Yeah. To get that babysitter to come early, maybe even 5.30. So that you go out and you miss all of bath time and <laughs> dinner and putting them to sleep. That's the date. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. It. Oh, man. That sounds so good. <laughs> and then because if you go out at eight, you're yawning at each other. You're like, oh, let's just go have dinner. Okay, now let's go home. And then you're exhausted. Now yeah. it's the like giving yourself that present of not being there. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've had a ton of great experiences. You had a ton of musical experience. What's been the coolest musical experience that you've had in your career so far? Um, that was a surprise question. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. And the first thing that popped into my head actually happened a long time ago. But um, when I was still doing my grown-up music, I played a show with PM Dawn. Nuh-uh. <laughs> Set adrift on memory bliss. Yes. What? Were you, did you open for them? I, no, he and I, it was just, we became friends. We might've even tried to write a song together. It's when I was living in the East village. And then, um, I did this show and he, and I invited him and he came and he and I sang songs together and I really loved his music at the time. So it was pretty fun and exciting. It's, uh, that's, that's tough to top. I, I gotta know. say, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so you mentioned your website, Baby in Tune. How else can uh, can people who are interested in learning more about you or, or finding out more about your music, how can they connect with you? I don't know. I have my, my phone number on the website. They can oh. call me up and say, hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. All right, everyone, let's call Vered. Say what's <laughs> up. It'll be great. We'll chat. Um, what else? I've got, I'm, I have a bunch of classes that I'm doing in the neighborhood, but really, oh, Facebook. Yes. Facebook. Yeah. Social media is the answer to that question. Okay. Cool. Facebook, so, Twitter. Facebook, but it's, um, it's varied music on varied Facebook because cool. that's what it used to be called. And on Twitter, it is baby in tune and YouTube. Also, there's a bunch of videos there oh, of great. stuff that I do in workshops or videos of my music. And that's also varied music. Awesome. Um, so I want to say thank you so much for being uh, to talk with me. This is awesome. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Good stuff. Horse and around. Ava, how are you? Good. Yeah, how old are you? Six. Six years old? Uh -huh. Really? When did you turn six? Um, um, at Christmas Day. Christmas Day? That's your birthday? Pretty cool. Um, so what do you, what do you like? Like, what do you think is good stuff? Do you have any uh, ideas? What? Yeah, good question. I don't even understand the question either. Let me ask you this. Do you like Legos? No. No. Do you like pickles? No. <laughs> no. Do you <laughs> do you like raisin bran? No. No. Do you like newspapers? No. No. Okay. So wait. What you're telling me is a six-year-old girl named Ava does not like newspapers. Is that right? 
<laughs> okay, let me ask you this. Do you like princesses? Yeah. Oh, what is your, who is your favorite princess? If you had to choose a favorite. Um, Elsa. Elsa. I know Elsa, right? She's in the movie Princess and the Frog. No! No, she's in the movie, oh, I know, The Little Mermaid. No! No. What, what movie is she in? I forgot. Frozen. And she has a sister, right? Huh? Yeah, what's her sister's name? Anna. But Elsa's the princess, right? She's the queen. She's the queen. Of what of what city do you know? What's um, the... Arendelle? Arendelle. Have you ever been to Arendelle? No. No, me either. Do you think that Elsa's secret power of turning everything into spaghetti was cool? No! He didn't throw <laughs> she didn't turn it into spaghetti. What? Oh, right, 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 right. She turned everything into tuna fish sandwiches. Is that right? <laughs> well, well, hold on. Am I am I confusing my movies again? What did she turn everything into? They turn into ice into, and snow. Oh, ice and snow. Now I remember. Now I remember. And there's a snowman in that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I even think I know his name, but you should probably tell me so I don't get it confused. What was the snowman's name? Olaf. Olaf. And do you think that Olaf and Elsa and Anna were all best friends? Mm, well, not all the time. Like maybe some of the time? Yeah. Okay. At the end. At the end, like at the very, very end? Uh-huh. Okay. Do you have a second favorite princess? Um, yeah. Yeah, who's that? Her sister. Oh, her sister, and her sister's name's Petunia. No! <laughs> what is it? I forgot again. It's Anna. Oh, I'm so silly. Do you have a third favorite princess? Um, no. No. Fourth favorite? No. Sixth? No. 110th? So basically, the top two princesses in Ava's world are Elsa and Anna. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay, I'd agree with that. Do you know this joke? <laughs> Do I know a joke? I don't know any jokes. You know a joke? Yeah. Okay, tell me. Um, knock, knock. Um, who's there? Um, banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana who? God, I didn't see you there. Orange. <laughs> Let's say knock knock first. Say knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? Now say orange. Orange. Orange who? First, I didn't say banana. <laughs> oh, I am really glad you didn't say banana. It was nice talking to you. It was nice talking to you too. Do you think that I should put this on the show tomorrow? Mm, okay. Okay, cool. I will. Chew. Chew. Paging Dr. Eric. Paging Dr. Eric. You are needed at the Good Stuff Chew. Kids podcast. Chew. Chew. Dr. Eric, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me back, Mike. Hey, look, this is truly my pleasure. Um, but I really have an important question. We talked about it last week, right? Or I, I at least gave you the heads up that we were going to be talking. What the heck? is a hiccup. Can you help me, please? I do not know. 
Yes, what the heck is a hiccup? A hiccup is a troubling symptom that sometimes can disrupt our days, right? Oh, very much so. Have you ever been plagued by the hiccup at a meeting or an important function? Yeah, I've been plagued um, important functions, like maybe during a TV show I'm watching, I'll get the hiccups all of a sudden, or like, you know, yeah, there are lots of different times, and you can't really predict it. I have no idea what the heck it is. Right. So the hiccup comes, believe it or not, from a muscle. No. Yes, a muscle. Uh-huh. Like my a... bicep? Well, has your arm ever hiccuped before, Mike? No. So it's probably not your bicep. <laughs> so it's a very, very special muscle inside our bodies called the diaphragm. Oh. And where, and is, the, that, where is that? Well, yeah. So it's in the body. It separates the chest from our bellies, our abdomen. It separates the lungs from our stomach and intestines. And it's a flat muscle which huh. is very unusual. It's like a big pancake in our bodies. Oh, I do love pancakes. I love pancakes too. <laughs> we just bought some blueberry ones. They're delicious. Mm. Yes. So this flat muscle in our bodies controls our breathing. When it moves down, we can breathe air in and our chests get big. And when the diaphragm moves up, it pushes air out of our chest so we can breathe out. And sometimes if the diaphragm gets irritated or the special nerve that controls the diaphragm gets irritated, it will shoot air up to our throats and cause a hiccup. Huh. So a number of different things might irritate the diaphragm, things that maybe we might be guilty of at times, like eating a spicy food. I do that. Like do a that. yummy buffalo chicken wing? Oh, I do that often. Mm -hmm. Yes. Maybe eating too much food? Uh, 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 oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, check, uh-huh. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Or eating food too fast? Wow, this is, uh, you're describing my day in its entirety right now, uh-huh. So a number of potential triggers of the hiccup. Whoa. So... But what if I – sometimes I find that, like, if I eat just, like, two pretzels, I get the hiccups. Is there any reason for that, or is that just because I'm eating too fast? It could be too fast. I wouldn't think of the pretzel as a common cause of the hiccup. Mm. Do you know of any ways to – like, I know – like if I had the hiccups and I went to see you in your office, because I'm sure you got a lot of people coming to your office with the hiccups. But what would you, what would you suggest as a as a means of treating this? Right. So the the treatment of the hiccup is uh, filled with tales of interesting ways that people get rid of it. So I'll I'll throw the question back to you. Anything interesting in your household that people use to get rid of the hiccup? Um, last time I had the hiccups, Mrs. Goodstuff hid behind the couch. And then when I was sitting down and watching TV, she jumped out and scared me. And she said, oh that my would help. gosh. Yeah. And did you get scared? Oh, I was totally scared. And did it work? No, no. Yeah. Well, the scare technique, uh, is, is well discussed in the medical hiccup literature. <laughs> and, uh, that is known to be effective for some. Uh huh. Uh, what other technique? Holding your breath. Uh huh. I've heard so of that taking one. Taking a deep breath and holding it in is a common treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, some people have some unusual tactics, like 
my wife, Mrs. Dr. Eric, <laughs> she taught me the reverse water glass trick oh. where you drink, you put your lips on the side of the glass away from your body and you drink the water essentially upside down. Oh, that sounds challenging and interesting. It is challenging. Some people like to plug their ears and nose at the same time and blow out. Oof. Wow. Yeah, so no one really knows which of these techniques are the best. Sometimes in the medical world, if someone has hiccups that won't ever stop, which rarely happens, uh -huh. there are some medications that help. But I would much rather have people use the boo-scaring technique or holding their breath and taking a medication because it usually goes away. Yeah, or the upside-down reverse water drinking method. Absolutely. Wow. wow, Dr. Eric, thank you so much. I think I now know what the heck a hiccup is. I'm so glad you know what the heck a hiccup is. <laughs> um, so, Dr. Eric, I, I, have an, I have a preview for next week's. Okay. Are you, are you ready for this? I'm excited. I'm, and and what, I, what I think that the Good Stuff Pod, Kids podcast listeners really want to know is like, why am I so itchy? Ooh, why am I so itchy? So bothersome. We have to talk about this. We must. All right, Dr. Eric. Until next week, have a great week. You have a great week, too, Mr. Good Stuff. <laughs>Thank Barrett for taking the time to talk with me. Thanks to Dr. Eric. Thanks to Uncle D. Thanks to Ava. Thanks to Nell. Thanks to everyone who's played a part in helping the Good Stuff Kids podcast gain some traction as we go through this. I want to thank you all again for listening and for downloading. There may be a special bonus episode coming out this Thursday. Okay, there is a special bonus episode coming out on Thursday. Stay tuned. A very, very cool band who's releasing not one but two albums this Friday. We talk to them on Thursday. Have a great week. Talk to you soon, Good Stuff Nation. Gotta go now, gotta move, gotta move, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere. Everywhere, was that? Over there. Gotta go now, gotta go now, gotta move, gotta move, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere. Everywhere, was that? Over there. Gotta go now, gotta have it, gotta hold it, gotta put it in my mouth. Because there's no better way to figure out what it's about You can come along if you want to sing a song But don't get in my way Hey, Gotta go now, gotta move, gotta move I look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere Everywhere, what's that? Over there Gotta go now, gotta go now Gotta move, gotta move I look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere Everywhere, what's that? Over there Gotta go now, gotta have a gun hold Gotta put it in my mouth Because there's no better way to figure out what it's about you can go along if you want to sing a song, but don't get in my way. Don't you try to fight it, it's gotta be something that is shining, I gotta see. Don't you wait for me Something there is shining I just gotta see Don't you worry about me
Gotta go now, gotta move, gotta move, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere. Everywhere was that over there. Gotta go now, gotta go now, gotta move, gotta move, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look, gotta look everywhere. Everywhere was that over there. Gotta go now, gotta have a gotta hold it, gotta put it in my mouth. Because there's no better way to figure out what it's about. You can come along if you wanna sing a song, but don't get in my way. Yeah. My baby stands up on his two feet in between my knees, holding tight onto me. And he says, "Mama, help me, but don't hold me up. I can perfectly handle all that I want. So, Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me." My baby sits up in his side chair with a spoon in his hand and the food in his hair, and he says, "Mama, help me, don't leave me alone. I can perfectly feed myself on my own. So, Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me." Like a sailor in a little ship, he goes to sea, always looking back to make sure that he still sees the land. Yeah, that's me. My baby sleeps in his crib all alone in the middle of the night. You can hear him call. He says, "Mama, come here. Mama, please pick me up." I say, "No, baby, go back to sleep. It's enough." So, baby, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't leave me. Baby, leave me be, but don't leave me. Mama, leave me be, but don't. Stuff.